Hi, welcome. Welcome to the UCLA Farmers Market Podcast. My name is Kaylee, and I am one of the co-directors of the UCLA Farmers Market, and I am so excited y'all are here today. We have a wonderful, informative episode about microgreens and urban farming here in LA. We talk about how it's grown, to how it tastes, to how it even gets to your plate. You even learn how to grow them on your own, which is super exciting. This is brought to y'all today in collaboration with Sprouts of Promise, which is a veggie-positive nonprofit here in LA that runs four certified farmers markets, including the one in Westwood. And Sprouts of Promise runs programs and education workshops to expand food access, fight food waste, and educate the community. So here's one way we're trying to do that today. Let's get into it. Oh, hi. Is this Nathaniel? Yes. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? Thank you for... That is Sarah. Sarah works with Sprouts of Promise, and she's a volunteer coordinator with AmeriCorps. She helps set this whole thing up. So she did all the interviews today with Nathaniel and her friend, Elia. But we'll stick with Nathaniel for now. Nathaniel is from Creation Family Farms. I got a little bit from their website, but they describe themselves as a permaculture urban farm right outside of LA in the city of Tarzana. They're situated on a half acre piece of land in a residential neighborhood, and they grow nutrient dense food with love. That's their whole thing, growing food with love. I'll have them speak more. We started growing microgreens about two years ago. It it was something that we heard about through different farming channels about this nutrient-dense crop that only takes, you know, a short amount amount of time to grow. So with the microgreens, I'm very much self-taught. We started in about a year after we officially started the farm. So we started the farm in 2018, and then we started the microgreens in 2019. And what's so great about the microgreens is, is that it's almost like a niche community. It's a niche product. So that was, we were able to get into different uh, markets through the microgreens that's how we were able to get into Brentwood and into Playa Vista because there is a there was a void there that they didn't have a microgreens grower, so we, we filled that space. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I, I did self teach myself about microgreens. I have another farming business partner uh, named Timothy, uh, who who lives on the farm with me. He's my sister's boyfriend. He actually started uh, the, the the farm started with his idea that. He came by one day and he saw my land and he was like, you know, Nathaniel, you can start growing your own food and start making a little bit of money off this half an acre. And um, I thought about that idea for about maybe two months. And after two months, I'm like, you know what, Tim, let's do it. <laughs> so he, he's the one that ignited the idea to start this farm mm-hmm. and to make it a, a professional business. And ever since then, we've been, you know, rocking and rolling. And now, like, the microgreen is our is the main crop that we can grow. And we can grow over 30 different varieties, maybe even more. Okay, uh, cool. So cool. But what's the hype around microgreens? Like, why did Nathaniel want to pick up and run with being a microgreen grower? 
Are they good for you? I mean, I think we know that, but you know, what's in them? <laughs> Let's find out. Migraines are very much nutrient dense in that capacity. The energy is very concentrated and also the living concept as well. A lot of the food that we buy in the market has been cut, harvested, and put on a truck for weeks, days. You don't know how long it's been, but with the migraines, it's super fresh and you cut it and you eat it like right on the spot. So there's no loss of uh, energy there. There's mm -hmm. no loss of nutrient density. But it's, the transfer of energy is cut and then put into your mouth within seconds. So mm -hmm. you, you can imagine the energy of the plant is still being, uh, is still alive. So you're eating a living food that still has all of its, uh, you know, health nutrient dense capacities. But do you guys just eat like, eat them by the handful? <laughs> we actually eat like almost a, a whole tray a day. Wow. Myself. So I'm, you know, every day I'm, I'm building up how much I can eat. Um, and we we're telling our customers that as well, you know, you want to eat a lot of it. So um, eat it fresh, eat it living, cut it, don't wash it. If you do wash it, wash it with a uh, with our microgreens, we grow them in a in a ritual type of way. We grow them uh, mainly in the So we grow them with a lot of sound frequency. We use, um, definitely we use intention when we're seeding. So our intention is to grow the most nutrient-dense food for our community. And a lot of times we thank the seeds for this opportunity. We thank God for giving us this possibility of growing food. So we're actually talking to the microgreens. We have uh, these tuning forks that we use that are set at a frequency of 528 hertz, and we tune the microgreens with these forks about once a day, and they get this sound vibration that vibrates through the seeds themselves. And the special frequency is 528. It's the frequency of love, nature, and it helps with uh, DNA repair. We actually have converted our garage into a basically a grow room mm -hmm. so we we insulated it we drywalled it and then we put a anti-bacteria anti-microbial uh, venetian plaster and a uh, venetian plaster is a, a type of earth mineral that is natural that you put onto your walls and it helps um you know it's a long-lasting type of uh, medium and uh we put plant dyes in this Venetian plaster. So we put hemp, chlorella, spirulina, and copper into the into the Venetian plaster. And then we put it all over the walls into the grow room. So our grow room is very sacred as well. It has a type of uh, energy in there that is, you know, once you walk in there, you actually feel it. You smell the plants and it's very much a, a microgreen jungle in there. <laughs> and um, this Venetian plaster, uh, holds up for years and years. It's supposed to, you know, it's leagues above paint. And uh, Venetian plaster has been used in, you know, in the pyramids in Egypt and a lot of uh, museums in uh, Italy. So it's a, a, a type of material. It's made of limestone gypsum. And you put it on your wall and it, it turns the wall into a nice, like, rock, marble, stone type of look. And since it's antibacteria and antimicrobial, it's perfect for growing seedlings especially microgreens mm -hmm. so the microgreens are happy when we see them they're happy when they go into this special room they're happy when we do some sound frequencies to them so we're very much 
doing all these types of variables to make the best tasting, the best nutrient-dense microgreens. Um, we like to call our microgreens happy food for happy people. But anyway, so now we know how Nathaniel cares for all these microgreens and his plants at Creation Family Farms. We get why there's such an allure to growing them and eating them. He makes them with so much love. But outside of this, I felt like it was important to kind of zoom in and really see how these microgreens work. Hi, uh, my name is Elia, and I am a health coach with Asset Health, and I am certified in holistic nutrition. Sarah, my friend from Sprouts of Promise, knew exactly who to talk to. Elia, a nutritionist and friend of Sarah, helped us dive into the inner workings of the microgreens world. Here she is. And I am here to talk about microgreens and kind of just give you guys a brief intro um, as to what they are, go through some, you know, simple nutrition facts, um, and the growing process. Um, so microgreens are um, basically sprouts um, that are kind of in between that, like, initial sprout phase and the baby green phase. So, um, they're approximately one to three inches tall. They are considered a superfood. Um, and there's just kind of those little tiny leaves that you might see, you know, as a garnish used in a lot of different restaurants. So, microgreens in general do have higher nutrient density per bite. Um, they can have up to 20 times more nutrients than, you know, the seeds or legumes themselves. So, you know, different seeds will kind of produce different tastes, just like they would as vegetables, although in the sprout phase, they do look very similar. Um, so where microgreens differentiate from sprouts is that sprouts you can typically, you know, grow within your refrigerator and, um, you know, they're ready in a couple days. Whereas in microgreens are kind of like, you know, that in-between process. So they do need sunlight um, and they can be grown at home. And they usually take about one to three weeks. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. So what about the nutrition? Like what's inside? You know, is one of the big nutrients that I think is noteworthy is um, sulforaphane, which is the natural plant compound found in most cruciferous veggies, um, such as kale or broccoli. Um, it's known for its anti-cancer properties, heart health, anti-diabetic, um, you know, properties through the lowering of blood sugar. So there's definitely like a lot of special nutrients packed in that that you can't get through supplements. You can't get through, you know, just taking a pill in the morning. You have to eat those vegetables to obtain that. Um, and so what's cool about the microgreens is that they contain 10 times more nutrients when they're raw versus cooked. So if you cook, you know, a cup of broccoli versus you know, your half cup serving of microgreens, you're getting 10 times more nutrients in something that is much smaller. Um, so that's, I think, really cool. That's one of the amazing benefits of it. I might butcher the name here, but um, the Brissica family of microgreens um, is a lot of those cruciferous vegetables, which is definitely the family that I would recommend um, if you're starting to grow them yourself or you see them at the grocery store and you want to try them. Um, so there is evidence that these microgreens contain the higher concentration of nutrients um, versus the 
more mature vegetable. So if you have, you know, a bite of microgreens versus a bite of broccoli, that microgreen content will be higher in nutrients. You're getting more bang for your buck in terms of, you know, fitting something on a plate. Um, So I think that that part is very noteworthy and great, especially if you're trying to introduce vegetables to someone who is more sensitive, such as, you know, some kids or if you just have sensitive taste buds. They do tend to be, in general, high in fiber and protein per bite. Um, One of the other nutrients that they tend to be higher in is in potassium. So that about half cup serving would be equal to about the same potassium that's in about, you know, two thirds of a banana. So it's not crazy high. Like you should still be eating fruits and vegetables. You can't count on microgreens alone to be your only sense of nutrition within your diet. But um, you know, containing the protein, the fiber, they're an excellent source of carbs, calcium, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin A, folate. I mean, they're just loaded with everything. So, wow, into whatever that sounds great. But do I have to buy them? How expensive are they? Or maybe is there a way I can possibly do this at home? Okay, you're probably wondering hey, that sounds great, but how can I do this at home, easy, cost-effective, sustainably? Oh, thanks for answering. So you can buy them at the grocery store. They are, you know, a little bit more on the expensive side. It can be, you know, like three, four bucks just for two ounces of grown microgreens at the store, which is, you know, if you're on a budget and you're trying to consume these on a daily basis or a weekly basis, that's not the most budget-friendly um, addition. They also usually come in those plastic containers, so if you are trying to limit your waste, um, growing them at home is an amazing option. You can usually find seeds for anywhere from like you know four to twenty dollars, depending on the quality that you're buying. Um, I did a little bit of research here and found that you can buy um, a four ounce organic bag of those broccoli seeds for about $7. You can use one ounce of seeds per tray. So if you have like a larger, um, you know, tray at home, um, you know, probably like one by two feet, um, you can grow um, an entire bed of the microgreens bringing costs to about $1 per tray, which is just significantly more. You're getting more bang for your buck by doing it at home. You just need to get your seeds, get some, you know, medium-sized containers. I mean, you can use like a pie dish. You can use old Tupperware, really anything you have. Um, But a thinner tray that's maybe just like a little bit more on the shallow side, Um, You don't need anything too deep. You don't need any terracotta pots, anything too large. Um, And you want to make sure that you have the proper lighting um, for sunlight so that it can get roughly a full day of light in to make sure that the greens are growing um, properly and, you know, need some water too. Um, So first off, you can fill your container with soil. Um, You don't want to over compress it. You just want to water it really lightly. You'll sprinkle your seeds into your container and then just sprinkle a little bit more soil on top, covering it, you know, about a half inch to an inch higher 
Um, from there, you can lightly mist the seeds with the water, cover your container with a plastic lid. So, like I said, any of those Tupperware containers or um, even catering containers are a really great option, too. Um, so you can check on the tray daily and mist the water um, onto the soil just to keep that soil moist. After a couple days, um, the seeds will germinate it, so you can remove that plastic lid that you had, kind of creating that greenhouse um, environment for it so that you can expose them to the light. Um, then from there, you can just water daily until they grow and, you know, kind of gain that bright green color. Um, so after about 7 to 10 days, they should be ready to harvest. So, you know, less than two weeks, you can just take some scissors, kitchen scissors, um, to the tops of the microgreens and throw them on whatever dish you want to eat. Shout out Elia for doing all of that research and telling us step by step how to grow our very own microgreens. She makes it seem so easy and so accessible. But then again, we could always go to the Playa Vista Farmer's Market and go see Nathaniel at Creation Family Farms to get his microgreens that are made in that special indoor room and with so much love and vibrational frequency from those magical tuning forks. Let's hear what he has to say. Uh, on our farm, we have thousands and thousands of different varieties of plants. And so all these plants, as I mentioned earlier, have different microbes on it. And just to be eating, uh, you know, nasturtium, eating uh, some borage, eating different flowers helps all that good bacteria mm -hmm. in our stomach. And um, we're very lucky because we don't just grow one type of crop on the farm. We're not a monocrop type of farm. We grow so many different interplanting uh do a lot of companion planting, a lot of interplanting. So if you come by our farm, um, there's thousands of plants. We have huge pecan trees that are surrounding our farm. And uh, very much our, our farm is basically a, a carbon sink. So we're, we're very much storing a lot of the carbon in the atmosphere mm -hmm. on our farm. That's awesome. It's a food nice. forest. <laughs> yeah, it is a food forest. That's awesome. Um, I've lived here for... 25 plus years my family moved here in uh 1994 um the lady before who owned this property she was very much a farmer herself so she was a steward of the land she took care of it and then my mom and dad took over my dad would come out here four in the morning five in the morning he'd be watering planting and i would be out here with him when i was five or six years old I would I, I was learning from the master greencom who is my dad. He would teach me how to appreciate a plant, how to let a plant grow to its full capacity from sprout to flower, how to collect the seeds from the flowers. And when I was seven, I had my own garden in the front of the farm. It was a small space, about 10 by 10 uh, feet. And during that year, I had my kindergarten class come by we walked down from the elementary school and I showcased them, look how much food I'm growing in this small space. So at seven years old, six years old, I was showing my peers how to grow their own food or <laughs> how I was growing my food. And now you fast forward about 25 years later, I'm actually doing the same thing. So my farming opportunity, my career has come for full circle really, because now I'm, I'm doing the same thing when I was five years old, but I'm definitely much more attuned with the land. I, I can speak about it more. And now we're holding all these tours and workshops and teaching people that plants 
are medicine. Um, I go out into the farm every day and I'm picking different leaves and different flowers and just eating them on the spot, not even washing them. So I'm getting all this beneficial microbes in my system and that, that instant transfer of energy from the plant, from your hands to your mouth to chewing is very important. So there's no loss of energy within seconds of eating the plant after it's harvested. And that's something that's very, very Our farmer's markets have been very beneficial to us just because we, we are... Uh, what we're selling is not just the microgreens. We want to sell the educational part too. And we want to show people that you can grow your own food, that you can. It only takes about one to two weeks to grow the most nutrient dense land based foods on earth. And it's just so fulfilling growing, you know, your own food and growing a plant. So we want to empower our customers that, you know, you don't have to buy our food, you know, buy our, our, uh, our product we want you to grow our product and you know we're not losing business that way we're actually you know teaching our community basically you know how to fish you can have a whole say maybe half a pound of food maybe a pound of food within that time and again it's the most nutrient dense food that you can consume you grew that food all the all the dna of the plant is within that seed and so you don't have to do anything to it. You don't have to fertilize it. You don't have to, you know, prune it. Within one week, it's ready to eat. And that's so special. I am so impressed by Nathaniel's passion and perseverance and inspiration just from the beauty and simplicity of growing these microgreens. How does he do it? Uh, it's all about, you know, having that positive mindset of yes I can grow the food that I want what I did yesterday is not what I'm going to do today mm -hmm. so a lot of a lot about changing our, our mentality is huge and I feel the more I eat the microgreens the less meat I consume the more enlightened I become they've done studies on microgreens about electromagnetic frequency and how when they test these microgreens with this EMF frequency, there's about a three-foot aura surrounding the microgreens. We can't see it naked with our eyes, mm -hmm. but if we can test it with this EMF technology, there is this colors just emitting from these plants, and the colors are white, gold, and purple. And these three colors are the highest colors of the in the frequency. And there's about 2,000 hertz just being generated by these plants. So if, if you can imagine, you're eating a living food and we're living human beings. So this is a perfect thing for us to consume. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're eating electric food for our electric self. Mm -hmm. And that's why migraines are so important because they, they hold all this power in them. And they haven't been tainted. They haven't been tainted because they're still in their baby form. Mm -hmm. That's a really unique perspective. I don't think people have thought so deeply about the state of liveliness and energy and auras of their food. But, I mean, it makes sense. I understand what he's saying. It kind of goes back to the happy food for happy people quote he said earlier. I wonder if that's why people are drawn time and time again back to farmer's markets. Because there's this sense of liveliness and care and vibrant energy that lives within the community and then with the food. 
that's not quite offered on grocery store shelves. Farmers markets offer the freshness of food and the passion within the people, and it brings people coming back. Or at least that's my hypothesis. <laughs> but microgreens aren't just great for the sort of deeper spiritual reason that Nathaniel speaks of. They're important because they, one, provide an accessible way to do urban farming. It gives urban communities like here in LA a chance to practice sustainability and restore some ecological balance to places that just don't have as much available green space. And two, growing microgreens are actively sequestering carbon, which means that it's drawing down carbon from the atmosphere back into the soil, which even simpler terms means it's fighting climate change. You can read more about the drawdown method and regenerative agriculture online or by watching the film Gather or Kiss the Ground. On our, on our farm, we don't do any tilling. And uh, we, we do a very no-till to low-till approach. A lot of farms use all, a lot of machinery to break up the soil. In the beginning, I said we're very much about our soil health. We, we just use cover crops to build soil. So cover crops are types of plants that you grow not to harvest. You can harvest them, but their, their basic means is to either sequester carbon or to build that soil. We have wood chips over our soil. We have mulch over our soil. And then we have uh, cover crops over the soil. So you always want to plant. You always want to have plants in the soil because the roots of the plant are help stimulating whatever rhizosphere is under underneath them. All these microorganisms in the soil are feeding off all those exudates, which are the protein, sugars, and amino acids. We, we do all these things because of the soil health, mm -hmm. and so we weren't even thinking about the carbon, but we're also, just because we're, we're thinking about the soil, we're also dealing with all of the extra carbon in the air. Right. So that, that, that's what's great about the different farming practices that mm -hmm. we're doing. And, um, and as I said, we don't do any sprays on our farm, no chemicals, no poisons. Everything's done with uh, love in a natural manner. And if your soil is healthy, your plants will be healthy. And so in general, they are a very sustainable way to provide urban areas access to fresh and cost-effective produce. Um, they're very easy to put into salads, soups. Um, you know, you can blend them within a smoothie for some additional nutrients. That's Elia again, the nutritionist. You can add them um, into toasts, sandwiches, omelets. They're um, and they're very neutral in their taste. They don't taste. They don't have as much of a bite um, as you know, for example, cauliflower or broccoli might have that like really intense flavor that not everybody enjoys. And a great way to get the same dense nutrients um, with microgreens, you can get that. Um, without all of that, like intense bitter flavors, if you are sensitive, um, grow. And what's so great about them is that you don't have to cut them, you don't have to chop them, you don't have to peel them, you don't have to wash them. A lot, a lot of adult vegetables, you have to do all these variables to get them ready to eat. But with the migraines, it's just a one-step process: cut them and eat them. can't thank Nathaniel enough for joining us today. 
He loves to bring people to the farm and give tours and do educational workshops. So feel free to check Creation Family Farms out on Instagram and online. Also, big thank you to Elia for joining us and providing your wonderful wisdom about microgreens and nutrition. Thank you to Sarah and Gracie from Sprouts of Promise who have taken time to collaborate and support the UCLA Farmer's Market on their podcast. Thank you to whoever listened today and I hope that you learned something about microgreens and their auras and their cultivation and how you have the power to make them at home. We're really we were really excited that the farmers market will be back on campus next year and we do hope to continue the podcast. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us and have a wonderful Can I day. Think to myself, what a wonderful